0: Welcome to Playing Yourself, The Rhetoric of Games, a podcast series produced by students in David Morgan's Play, Make, Write, Think class at Emory University. If, as Bernard Suits says, a game is the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles, then why do games continue to captivate our time, attention, and disposable income? In each episode, we choose one game to play with a critical eye, analyzing its rhetorical situation, the sorts of obstacles it
1: creates, the types of decisions players make in playing, the values or ways of thinking the game encourages, and the impact the game has. We'll pay attention to the medium of games, as well as their messages.
0: And ultimately, we come to the question, when playing a game, are you playing the game, or are you playing yourself? Have you ever used a Snapchat filter in your life? Well, the technology behind these Snapchat filters is the exact same that supports the immensely popular game, Pokemon Go.
1: In today's episode, we're gonna talk about the game, Pokemon Go, how does this is formed, and how it becomes so popular, but it doesn't still, like, still doesn't meet the goal of this game. And this is Creel.
0: And this is Neha.
1: So in Pokemon Go, basically what you do is just physically walking around your space and looking for the Pokemon, the special camera. It's quite interesting because you can actually see Pokemons on your phone and within the environment you're in. And then reward will be given based on your count of, the count of your steps and how much you're traveling. This has been adding a new like research quest kind of thing in it that you can- it is also like a, ch- a challenge system that you can walk around and then you'll get- research opportunities, and then you would do that, which would also give you rewards. And you can also challenge with others, and therefore you can interact with your friends in your community by raid bot battles and Pokemon exchange system.
0: So, Pokemon Go is a genre of game that uses augmented reality, which is an interactive experience of real-world environment where the objects that reside in the real world are augmented by computer-generated perceptual information, sometimes across multiple sensory modalities. So, like we mentioned before, another type of augmented reality is Snapchat lenses. And basically, this is just technology that overlays information and virtual objects on real-world scenes in real time. So this makes Pokemon Go different from other games, because it links reality to the video game world.
1: But actually, Pokemon Go is not the AR scene that has been out of the world. It's actually, the AR technology has been out in the 1980s, when Steve Mann developed the first portable computer called iPad, which is designed to be worn in front of the eye, and then recorded the scene through superimposed effects on it later, and showed it all to a user who could also play it via head movements. In 1987, Douglas George and Robert Morris developed the pro- prototype of heads up display. It displayed astronomical data over the real sky.
0: Pokemon Go was extremely popular when it was launched in 2016, and you wouldn't think that people are still playing it, but in fact, they are. To this day, there are more than 800 million downloads and more than 8- 147 million monthly users still playing. And even though it originally launched with over 150 species of Pokemon, it now has over 460. Um, And there are currently 1 billion downloads worldwide. So what makes this game that was released three years ago still popular? Why are people still playing this game?
1: So we figured out that the original goal of the game developer was to prim- promote community, more exercise, and explorations. But ha- um, and then for the community part, it really creates a sense of community among players, and it's actually a real-world community instead of a long online party thing. People have literally made friends from this game. According to one article, um, there's this guy saying, "My friend Sarah, who I met through Pogo, went to Nairobi, Kenya, on vacation and came back with a trophy for me." and you can only catch Tropias in certain places in the world, and it's one of my favorites. So I was really excited, and we started talking more about becoming close friends. We met up to trade and talked about our jobs and ended up referring me. So basically, Pokemon Go is actually help people to make friends and force the people who always stay in the home to go out and seek for real-world connections.
0: So what are the rewards that come out of this game? Is it getting more Pokemon? Is it more exercise? Is it to explore the world? For different people, I think it gives different rewards. So, according to one user, they said, it makes me feel healthier, happier, and more connected to other people. So it forces people to exercise and bond over their catches of wear Pokemon. They even made a Pokemon Go Plus device that like avid users can wear to better help them catch Pokemon. And this
1: is not only affecting the world of the young people. Actually, an uh, old guy in Japan, after he retired, he literally put like 10 phones in front of his bike and just going to ride bikes along the street to catch Pokemon. And this is really becoming a lifestyle of most people. Like, they will go around exploring new stuff that they haven't noticed before. And like, catching Pokemon kind of become like the side quest of it. But the main quest is now to exercising and exploring honestly this is not like always been the case because I remember when I was in China because this Pokemon game is banned there and my friends and I can only play eh, like sitting in an chair and we use a VPN kind of thing and we control over the character to move around the world but we're actually just sitting there so we're not doing anything but there's still a voice like coming out and tell us that you can do this we are just sitting at home and this is not meeting the original goal of the game developer so I figured out that that game kind of become bored of us because we didn't play along with the game designers thought we were going to be. So maybe if you actually immerse in the game, you really got to exercise it.
0: Eventually, after a while, people obviously got bored of this game. And the, I think the question is how much of the boredom of the game con- is contributed to people not wanting to move? Like how many people are too lazy to move around or just quit playing? So, first of all, people quickly found ways to cheat the system by getting in their car and driving really slowly or, as Cleo said, getting multiple phones. Um, so, I think the question that arises from this is that, did, is Pokemon Go tricking its players into getting exercise and when people figure that out, are they getting mad about that and cheating the system? So maybe people aren't really playing it to get exercise, but it is a built-in external reward. In the game, people start to recognize that, and that could become part of the draw for some people. But for other people, that's not what they want out of this game. And if people feel like they've been tricked, they won't really be interested in playing it anymore. But on the other hand, if you say that, if there's a game and you say that it's straight up about exercise, people could get scared off and not wanna play. So, there is a trade-off between that.
1: Another side of this game is actually kind of reflect what is talked about in Super Better. What she mentioned, in, uh, the writer mentioned in Super Better is actually there's kind of physical class. If you're actually willing to complete it, you can just like walk around three steps. And when you're sitting in the chair, and you can just like wave your arms, and they will actually help you improve your physical health somehow. It is not like there's putting a system and trying to trick you to do something. It's actually telling you that you're doing the exercise. But according to the book, game, book Super Better, like this game actually helps people to exercise more and they're more confident about themselves. So it's actually, there's actually something about you don't want to trick people into doing some gameful things just to get some more external reward. You more want to tell people to do what they are going to do.
0: So based off of that that jogs my memory about this game called the walk which was a fitness tracker where you have to walk to listen to a story that they tell you and this is a game that specifically focuses on exercise and is actually pitched as an exercise game the heading after the the name is fitness tracker so this is also an augmented reality game but Unlike Pokemon Go, it is actually advertised as an exercise game, whereas Pokemon Go isn't. So, I think this shows that, like, as obviously Pokemon Go was more popular than um, The Walk, advertising games as exercise games scares people off.
1: So despite the, like, the exercise and community purpose of this game, this game also promotes some of the social justice regrets. For example, on Earth Day, there was, like, an Earth Day cleanup event that was linked to it, and basically you just go around and you clean stuff, and then it kind of, like, adds on to your Pokémon points and you get, a, like, a like, better Pokémon somehow, and also, it's... Being told that people were saying that it changed people's mind of treating the animals if like if you're living in a big cities and you don't see animals around but there's pokemons around so you like get interactions about the small creatures so you kind of get the same sense of like how are you going to treat the earth better how are going to immerse more with the earth there are also some safety concerns that is involved in this game. For example, there are people going to dangerous place and just because they want to catch certain type of Pokemon. And small kids will do that, especially they have a phone and they have no guardians or them. So that actually raised many people's concerns. There are actually people dying because of this game. So like if this is game promoting exercise and exploring, but it's not actually being like strictly. Manipulate, saying like if there's a dangerous place, there's not going to be a Pokemon there. Like, is this actually going to be a safe thing for the community? This is something we're
0: going to think about? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, is this a good thing for the community or bad? And what benefits outweigh the risks? So, lastly, due to the immense popularity of this game, a lot of other competitors have actually put out games that are very similar to Pokemon Go. Jurassic World Live was. A game released recently about, and it's basically Pokemon Go, but you catch dinosaurs instead. So there are a lot of games that try to simulate the augmented reality theme of Pokemon Go, but none of them quite measure up. And I think the reason for this is that it fosters such a sense of community and people have been at it for so long that it's it's something that's hard to leave. So in conclusion, Pokemon Go fosters a sense of community, social interaction, exercise, and exploration. Despite the safety concerns, this game continues to captivate people's time, attention, and income.
1: So, Pokemon Go is basically not only a game that you can play in front of your computer, it's actually a game that is immersed with the reality and is actually part of our life. So, we cannot longer treat game as something of like a part of elements of social media. We, game is actually influencing our life, and the reason behind it is forced discovery. And with that,
0: we will leave you to contemplate Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening.